guys, and welcome to the Mindset Coach Academy podcast. My name is Lindsay Wilson. Today we are getting into sales, and I'm really excited about this episode. This is one of our longer ones, and we're going to be talking about how to sell mindset and mental performance coaching. And if you're here, if you're with me, you are either a mindset coach already or one considering one. Either way, we're going to get really deep into the steps but I don't want you to get overwhelmed. We're not going into like it, like intense strategy or anything like that in this call or this training, but it's still going to be just as impactful because these are really like the foundational pieces of being able to sell better. So I want you to think about this either as a blueprint or as like a troubleshooting if things aren't working at the level that you want them to. And I have six right now as I talk. <laughs> Some other things might pop up. Um, but I've been thinking about what I think people really, really need to understand from a sales standpoint. And I even just want you to notice in this moment, if it's a little triggering, or if you think, I don't, I don't need to sell, or I don't, you know, I don't want to be salesy or like whatever sort of coming up for you, just like take a beat, take a breath and just follow along. Okay. Um, I also want to offer that if you are not like full bore a mindset coach right now, or if you're thinking, ah, oh, maybe I don't want to make money at this. I just want to do it as, you know, another part of my skill set. I want to like learn to be a mindset coach, but like selling isn't my thing. It isn't my focus. Again, just watch your thoughts because I really do believe that learning to sell what you do means learning your worth. And when you learn your worth, you are forcing yourself to step up in a bigger, more impactful way. So whether you take money, whether there's a money exchange or not, you know, I think that that does count to, to get money. I think that's another level. But I, I think that even if you're not ready at this moment to make a monetary exchange with your clients, I think it's still really important to learn these skills with selling. So yeah, I just, I can't emphasize that enough. I think a lot of people just sort of like are scared of sales. So they're just like, I don't want to make money at this. And then it's like, yeah, but you're not taking it seriously then. And that means your clients are not taking it seriously or your athletes aren't taking it seriously. So challenge yourself to learn how to sell. And I promise you, once you learn how to sell, you can offer it for free. I promise. No one's going to make you take money, okay? But not learning to sell is a little bit of a cop-out. I'm just saying. I think it is. Okay. Let's get into selling because this is such a fundamental piece of having a mindset coaching business. I I talk about this in the ebook as well, but you know, if you want to have a business, it is not that you need to know everything about business. It's not. I didn't know anything about business when I started, like nothing. So I learned it all. I was all self, self-taught. Um, and now, of course, with the internet, <laughs> you can learn this stuff anywhere. You don't have to know it on day one. But make no mistake about it. If you want to be good at your work, you have to be good at your work and you have to learn how to build the business around your work. And in the beginning, there is probably more on the business side than just, for example, the coaching side. And you have to get enough people in so that that slowly changes to where you're spending a lot of time doing the thing that you really love, which is coaching. 
Um, but I will also say the cool thing about being a mindset mental performance coach is the very thing that you need to work on as a mindset coach, meaning your own mind, you can use it to sell more. You can use it. You will be forced to use it to build your business because your business will never exceed how you think about yourself and yourself as a business owner. Never. So you have to work on your entrepreneurial mindset, which is pretty cool because then you get to practice what you preach. You get to bring in more lessons from your own life into the work that you do. So I think of it as, as like a really amazing part of being a mindset and mental performance coach. It's like the very thing we need to be good at to be good coaches is also what we need to be good at from an entrepreneurial standpoint. But mindset is just one piece of it. We also have to learn, you know, the X's and O's, so to speak, and then the business stuff. You just don't need to know it on day one. Okay, so I want to talk about the six things to either increase your sales, troubleshoot your sales, or just like create a good foundational um, system for how you go about selling mindset and mental performance coaching. And I would say that the first thing you know where we're going to start, and that's the mindset. And the thing that I, the way that I want you to think about it is it's not just like confidence. It's not just like, um, a growth mentality. It's not just being able to deal with like failure and hearing no. That is all of those things too. But I also need you to really have belief about what you can deliver. And this is something that you're going to have to work on more in the beginning because you don't necessarily have a ton of evidence. Now, this is why we have a lot of practice hours in the certification is because you need that practice to believe so strongly in what you do that selling becomes, I don't want to say a natural progression because I don't want you to assume that it's going to feel natural, but it is a progression when you are good at what you do, when you have confidence in what you do. It does become more a nat- more of a natural progression to sell, about, to sell it and talk about it, okay? But this also takes very intentional belief work, very intentional mindset work. For example, one of the things that I am very clear about in my mindset work is the certification is the best possible thing that my clients can spend their money on. Because when you get certified and you learn how to be a mindset coach, you can make money as a mindset coach forever. So why wouldn't you spend money on it to get that skill set so that then you can make money? It's an investment, okay? So I have to believe in what I teach, which means I have to deliver also. I have to believe in that so strongly that that emanates from everything that I do, everything that I talk about, everything that I say, every conversation, everything that I write. Because when we don't believe this, when we don't really believe in what we're selling, and that was just one way that I think about it. It doesn't have to be that exactly. But just think of a thought that you have about the value of what you deliver, the value of what you sell. You want to have a really strong belief that it is valuable, okay? Because when we don't believe this, there's a couple things that happen. The first is that we don't take the actions needed to make selling a reality. And what does this look like? This looks like uh, you don't talk to people about what you do. You don't, you know, get it into the relevant conversations. You don't 
ask other people for things like getting on their podcast or doing a workshop or promoting it in some way because you're not even sure that it works. You don't really believe in it. So why would you talk about it? And I see this a lot with people that have like come from other things, right? Like they were doing, they were selling Beachbody or they were, um, I don't know, like selling supplements or something. And it's like they they failed at that because they didn't really believe in it. It's not that they didn't think that the products were good or it's not even that. It's like they didn't believe that it changed people's lives. So it was kind of like they were always forcing it. So if you've ever done sales before and failed at it, that might be why. Because you didn't really believe that it was like a transformational experience for people. Now, that's not to say that you can't sell things that aren't transformational and life-changing. And that's not what I mean. People sell cars. Those aren't necessarily life-changing. Um, but for some people, that it's it just becomes a lot harder um, if they don't really, really believe in it. So for a lot of people, they need to believe in it really, really strongly. Okay, so they don't hustle to get on like podcasts or do business development or like more granular, they get on sales calls or they get on consultations with people and maybe they get off the phone quick or they don't tell them the price or they don't get a follow-up meeting with them. Or this is a big one. They hear people's objections, which are always going to come, by the way, about money or time. And you hear them and you're like, yeah, it is kind of expensive. Or, yeah, I get it. It's You don't have the time to do it. Totally. Totally understand. Reach out to me when you can. But if you really believed that this was the best possible thing that they could spend their money on, you'd probably have a follow-up question. Right? Like, you don't have the time to do this. It's got, okay, well, let's talk about what it would look like to find the time. You, know, you don't have the money. You know, it's, it's you know, they, th they think it's expensive. It's like, okay, well, what would make this the best decision you've ever made? What value would you get out of it? You know, just like follow-up questions. If you really believed something like this is the best possible thing they can spend their money on. Again, doesn't have to be the thought that you have. That's the thought that I have, but something like that. If you really believe in the transformational power of your coaching, how would you behave? What questions would you ask? What podcasts would you get on or workshops would you do? If you really, truly believed in the power of what you deliver, how would you behave? That's a great question. It's a great question. <laughs> so again, when you're troubleshooting your sales or you're starting selling, how would it feel to absolutely a thousand percent believe that what you do has enormous value. Back to um, like selling and failing. Like I always thought I hated sales because like I was never the person that did well, like selling campfire mints that I thought were disgusting or like, I don't know, fundraising at school. Like I didn't like any of that. And the problem was I just didn't really believe in it. So if you've never really liked sales, again, it might be because you didn't really believe in what you're selling. Okay, that's number one, belief. Really, really important. Okay, gotta get my water. Okay, the second thing that I want you to do is shift from salesperson to problem solver. Donald Miller from StoryBrand always talks about owning a problem, one problem. So that when people face that problem, whether it's now or three months from now or six months from now, they think of you and they call you. So owning a problem and really thinking of yourself as a problem solver. When you do this, 
When you understand the problem that you are solving with your coaching, you talk about it in a totally different way. It's not so convincing. It's not so hustly. It's not so trying to get somebody to buy. It is more talking about the possibility, what it's going to be like for them, what it's going to feel like. And you get to solve this problem and you get on a more emotional level with your clients because you really understand their pain point because the pain point is coming from a problem. So when you understand the problem and how your solution fits into that, people feel understood. They feel like you're listening to them, not just selling them. So again, and I think it's a mental shift for you too. It's like you're not trying to sell somebody you are talking about a problem and under and then also allows you i think to build up your like conversational toolbox about how to talk to it talk about it in a really powerful way so number 2 is shift from salesperson to problem solver and i think this also brings a level of authenticity so if you've ever felt weird about selling you can also i mean there, i want to challenge you on that too because selling is just communicating. It is just providing value. And there's very powerful things you can learn about selling. And that's okay. Like getting over your SHIT about selling is important, but also shifting from problem solver. I think it feels a little bit more authentic, especially if you haven't done a lot of sales, it can feel like, oh, I'm just solving a problem. It's no big deal. I'm just communicating that value. I'm communicating how great it is to have that problem solved and how I can solve it. It becomes a little bit more of a, um, like a conversation, okay? All right, the second thing is getting out of entitlement and into sales. And with that, like learning selling, learning marketing principles, learning communication and selling. It's not enough to be good at what you do. People are not going to line up because you're a good coach. And I just did a a mental Monday on this too. I think um, it can be really easy when you love mindset coaching that you think like, if I'm just really good at coaching, people are going to find me. And like, if they don't like, screw them. You're like almost like baffled as to why they're not lined up. And this entitlement can really, um, it's good to love what you do, but it can really hinder your growth because it's really important that you understand your job. Yes. Is to be good at mindset coaching. That's great. Your job is also how to learn to communicate how good you are, okay? Those are two separate skill sets. And we none of us are entitled to customers, right? We have to learn how to solve their problem and then communicate that to them. They need to be sold. And when we get out of entitlement and, in, and like confusion, it's like, why are people not buying? I'm great at this. We just kind of stay there. But if we can move out of that and into a solution-based approach, then we can actually solve for this. We can test things. We can try different things. And it's a little bit more, not a little bit, it's a lot more ownership over your results, which should feel really good. It can be scary in the beginning, but it can also be like, ah, clearly I just haven't communicated it well enough. Instead of like sitting there like baffled, right? Being baffled as an entrepreneur, like, is not okay. (laughs) Like, you can be there and you have to move through it. Otherwise, you're just going to only have a small business. You're just only going to serve a certain amount of people and, you know, it'll be word of mouth and, like, some people will come and many won't, right? Other Or 
you get out of entitlement and think my job, if people aren't here knocking down my door, it's because I haven't explained it to them. I, it is my job. The onus is on me, not on them. When we put it on them, we give ourselves an out. And like, that's not going to work for building your business. Okay. So get out of entitlement and into sales. Uh, That's three. Okay. Number four is really knowing your customer. So a lot of times we think we know, or we assume that we know, or we think about the problem from our standpoint. Again, it's, it's a little bit of the entitlement of like, they need this. Of course they need this. Like, this is great. But we haven't really taken the time to understand what their motivations are, what their psychology is, what their limiting thoughts are, what their objections are. And when we don't do that, our content, our calls, our communication is very surface. And it's really easy to blend in into what everybody else is saying. And people don't really feel understood. The uh, the next level to that, so that's like generally knowing your customer. The next level to that is really dialing into your exact customer. And some of that comes from um, being okay with not pleasing everybody, being okay with not talking to everybody. Like my coach talks about like, okay, you have your ideal customers, right? And then you have like the 10% that that's who you really need to be talking to. They're the ones that are going to take action. And when they do take action, they're the ones that are going to get the best, most awesome results and other people are going to notice. So knowing your customer, and I would say the next level is also just knowing who your best customer is and who the people are that maybe are not that great. So that's sort of all within this umbrella of really understanding and knowing your customer and then having the courage to speak just to them. Remember, when we're trying to talk to everybody, we're speaking to no one, okay? So step five is, no, that's four. That's number four, knowing your customer, okay? Five is really focusing on value. Value, value, value is going to be the backbone of your business. But again, it's not only delivering the value, it's also communicating the value. So we have to really understand the value, not only as we see it, but as our customers see it. So this is the value in delivering your content and your coaching. So you get those repeat happy customers that tell everybody. This is the value in your selling as far as communicating that value of what you're going to deliver. And again, the solution that they should be excited about on an emotional level. Do you see how these are all working together? All these steps. And finally, the value in your marketing. So people think like, wow, this is free. Imagine what our paid stuff is. So value all the time out into the world. And a lot of people get kind of like, I don't know, nervous. And they have sort of like a scarcity mindset about value. Like, um, I don't want to put too much free stuff out there. I mean, you you can put too much in the sense of like, you also have to ask for the sell, the sale. But as far as like, putting stuff out there and worrying that then people aren't going to want to work with you because they're getting everything for free. I would just say like, try to put that to the side because working with you in whatever capacity and actually getting coaching, if you're thinking that that's the same as listening to you on Instagram or listening to your podcast, it's not. (laughs) It's absolutely not. And we need to go back to step one, which is believing in what you offer. Like for me, I can tell you 
everything you know about building a business. And I still know that going through our certification and joining our Insider Mastermind is like nothing you can get anywhere in the world. Because you're going to have my coaching, you're going to have your peer group, you're going to sit in the student chair, you're going to be coaching other people. Like there is nothing that I need to hold back from teaching you on Instagram or podcasts or in my newsletter because I think, well, there's nothing left for me to teach them because what we deliver in the certification and in our Insider Mastermind is so next level that I can tell you everything and there is still extreme value from going through our full course. And that's how I want you to think about your training and your coaching and your content, right? Like it is so good, it's so juicy, it's so valuable to work with you in whatever capacity that is, that whatever you put out free is like great, but you don't have to worry about it like superseding working with you. Does that make sense? So again, focusing on value. Now, I don't want you to put out value without asking for the sale, as I said, back to step, whatever that was, three, <laughs> like you have, you have to, you have to actually have to sell, you have to get into selling. Um, but focusing on the value all the time, like in your work, making sure you're delivering value to your clients, communicating that value with your potential clients and getting out free content and delivering on a really high level that will always, always, always benefit you. And that should always be your focus. And step six is a little bit of a mindset. It's a little bit of a, a, um, a combination of mindset and and um, math, really. But but um, what I'm trying to say, like it's a combination of mindset and metrics. And it is math. When you're talking about selling, math is your friend, drama is your enemy. And what I mean by this is, if we don't, I want you to have high expectations for yourself. I want you to have blown out possibilities, huge goals, but we also have to be realistic about how quickly things happen so that we don't get caught up in the idea that it's not working. So let me give you an example. Let's say I schedule a webinar. We just talked about this in the Insider program last week, actually. Like I schedule a webinar and I get 100 people to sign up. And I think, great, okay, 100 people. And then I get on before the the webinar and I've got my makeup, I've got my workout, I got my notes, everything. And there's like seven people on when I get started. And then they, you know, a couple more trickle in. And by the time I really get into it, there's maybe there's 18 people there. And if I don't know what is realistic, I can get really caught up in the drama of that experience and my thoughts about how many people showed up and the value of what that webinar is. I can start thinking, I've done this many times. I've I've let that number dictate how I feel about the webinar. I'm like, oh, people don't want this. Oh, people didn't show up live. Oh, and imagine when I think that, what my energy is as far as teaching in that moment. Instead of like, if I know my metrics, I know that it's pretty typical for 20 to 30 people to show up to a webinar. And that's it. People either got busy, they want to watch the replay. They never intended to come live and or whatever. So my job is to deliver the hell out of that webinar and then deliver the replay, slice and dice it, use it other ways, and, and also just get the experience. Now, if, am I, if I am at 17, that doesn't mean that I don't look at that and think, how could I have gotten more people to attend? So you see, that's keeping out of the drama, right? That's saying, okay, Industry standards are about 20 to 30%. So I was right there. I didn't necessarily blow it, 
I still delivered it highly because I looked at the numbers and I, and I knew that that was normal or close to it. And so I delivered the hell out of the webinar. Now let me see, I'm not in the drama. I'm just thinking, huh, how can I tweak this? How can I get more people there? How can I increase those numbers, right? And so I'm out of the drama, I'm into the math, and I recognize that I can improve, but I'm not like wallowing that only seven people show up, 17 people showed up. I'm like, great, let me sell the heck out of those 17 people. Okay, so math is your friend, drama is your enemy. And when you know the math and the metrics behind running a business, or you at least learn, this is what we talk about in the Insider Mastermind, because it can be hard to know where to get these numbers, right? Um, But when we get into the math, there's a little bit of a safety in that, because you're like, okay, this is what's normal. I'm in that mix. Sure, I can improve it. But it doesn't mean I need to throw the baby out with bathwater. It doesn't mean webinars don't work. It doesn't mean that people don't want this or whatever the drama messaging that I can get into. We want to stay away from the drama, get into the math, make the tweaks that need to be made, and move on. <laughs> right? We need to iterate. What did I hear the other day? I, I heard um, audit. Oh, I don't remember the three A's. But it was like you you evaluate and audit what you're doing and then you like iterate and you just move forward. And so that's what I would encourage you to do. Math is your friend. Drama is your enemy. Okay. So those are the six steps that I really want you to think about when you're talking about either getting into sales or troubleshooting, troubleshooting it when it isn't working. Okay. So let me just recap. You need to make sure you're working on your belief that what you deliver has such extreme value that like, oh my God, everybody needs this, okay? You need to shift from salesperson to problem solver. Own a problem. You need to get out of entitlement into sales. Learn to sell, learn to communicate the value of what you're selling. This is is your job. Your job is to be good at what you do and then learn to talk about how good you are at what you're doing (laughs) and the solution for them. Really knowing your customer, knowing what they want, how they think, what their problem is, how you can solve it, and then really speaking to your best customer. Trust that you can figure out how to speak to them in a way that's going to help them take action. Number five is focusing on value all the time. End of story, period. That is your job. Focus on value. Focus on delivering. And finally, math is your friend. Drama is your enemy. Stay in the math. Stay in the tweaking and iterating. This is a long game, you guys. Getting into the drama right away and thinking that this is going to be like, I'm just going to have people lined up. It's going to happen. Boom, I'm certified. Or boom, I'm a mindset coach. That's not how it works. We iterate over and over and over again. And we keep at it. And the world does need more of this. So there are people that need what you sell. Your job is to stay in that place where you can get better at selling And it's going to take time. You're going to iterate. You're going to fail. You're going to get better. You're going to fail. You're going to get better. And just staying in that place and it will work. The problem is most people jump ship. That's the real problem. With these six six steps, you will not jump ship. You will keep at it. And you will go back to these and think, huh, if it's not working, people need this. So I must be doing something wrong, which is actually a good thing. Because then you get to improve and get better. Remember, guys, 
We are mindset mental performance coaches, which means we are our first client. We work on our mindset first. And that, my friends, is how we build our business. We work on our mindset first. It will help you in all aspects of your business. Most of all, sales. All right, guys. So if you love this podcast, will you please, I'm putting my hands together, please go rate and review it. It helps us so much so that other people that are wanting to be or already are mindset mental performance coaches can also learn how to sell, how to get better at this. And in particular, if you have somebody that is in this field as well, won't you please share it? I'd so appreciate it. Our book, How to Become a Mental Performance Coach. You guys, you have to get your copy of this. It is chock full of information. If you liked today's podcast, it has more stuff like that that is going to really help you. It's going to answer so many questions that you either have or didn't even know that you have as far as becoming a mental performance coach. So go get your copy at positiveperformancetraining.com forward slash guide. We will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now. 